Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. friends and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created the amish baby machine podcast starring me dags and johnny rage the amish baby machine podcast is a powerful american pop culture podcast and now somewhere in cyberspace is the most powerful co-host ever created johnny rage wow you're starting off with quite the compliment Dags. are you wanting to get something from from me Maybe. always yeah did you enjoy this listen again that was uh, for you. The stereotypical when they reach for the knife in a horror film that we've seen overdone many, many yeah. times. They can take a Here, butter butter knife. Again. They give can take it. I will. They can take a butter knife out of the drawer and it'll be. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard that other than in a movie and how it's depicted? Have you ever heard that noise when you've reached, even if it's inserted in those culinary blocks when you pull it out? Have you ever heard that? I haven't. Negative Ghost Rider. You know, I was watching uh, one of those magazine shows, and there actually is a lady who is a sound effect specialist. A Foley and, artist. What? A Foley artist. Is that what they call them? They do. Okay. What I thought was really cool about um, her story and how she makes sound effects is she's not, they're not computer generated whatsoever. They actually give her the film and then obviously there's a script that she has to follow and they tell what kind of sound effects she wants and she hand makes all of her sound effects uh basically even down to like let's say a horse enters she basically took like two wooden blocks and had this mixture of mud rock and concrete and then just kind of I found it fascinating that you just wouldn't reach for some, I mean, how many, it's not like horse hooves is like a new sound effect. You'd think there'd be plenty that they could just dub in uh, from the computer. Yeah, I but think I, I think the way they do the audio, it, it sounds better. It obviously must, yeah, why can't it be just a little sample? Right. But she had all these techniques. They went through the, the knife thing that you just showed. You know, basically what they're doing is they're taking two really long knives and running them across each other. Kind of like a, if you go to a meat cutting station where you're at a buffet and the guy kind of sharpens up his uh, cutting knife, um, they just go shing, and that, that's where that noise comes from. Um, exactly. There you have it. <laughs> powerful. Johnny Very powerful. Rage. We need, we, you know, there's, instead of cowbell, we need more sound effects on this podcast. We do, Johnny Rage. Welcome back, everyone. We took a week off, week off hiatus. Uh, Johnny Rage was in training, in transit somewhere. What were you doing on your week off, Johnny Rage? All I know is I was supposed to get paid weekly for this podcast. And let me tell you something. It's been very weekly. 
that I've been paid. <laughs> uh, Powerful. Know, it just doesn't get any better than dad humor, does it? Um, you know, Dags, you asked what I was doing. I, I'm doing my job. I keep my uh, nose to the grindstone, finding out uh, um, what's happening and the world the united states right here right underneath our noses what the news we dig into this the pop culture stuff i'm there and you know what i heard happen this week is this mexican gang um stopped a semi-truck full of um viagra Mm. and they took a complete semi-truck full of viagra and so now the police are looking for some hardened criminals. <laughs> Excuse me. I think that's hilarious. No, that's uh, why we have you here. Dave's no laugh. Not even a courtesy laugh anymore. I don't even get your. <laughs> no, because for me to laugh, it has to be funny. I thought that was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, hardened I know. That was criminals. a hard joke to do. I know. Uh. Yeah, I know. Last time uh, I took a piece of Viagra, I choked on it, and boy, I had a stiff neck for you for weeks after that. <laughs> uh, hey, how you doing, Dig? Now, Johnny how Rage, you, you saw a powerful yeah. movie. We're going to do a powerful movie review. Uh-huh. Also, you know, I was thinking of a good way to start this show. I'd love to hear. Instead of, you know, doing my thing, I just do, and a five, six, seven, eight. What do you think and of that? I- Kind of like Lawrence Welk. And the one, the two, the three. Yeah, just to get the timing, the beat. The beat goes on. Johnny Rage, did you know today is National Denim Day? I love it. I love denim. Denim just has manliness, don't you think? It is powerful. And you know why I thought about it? Because uh, yesterday was Lee Major's 80th birthday. Oh, gosh. I saw that. The Amish Baby Machine uh, released that photo of him back in his younger, obviously, glory days. Um. Great pick of him. Just brought back a flood of memories. Who wasn't a fan of He was so powerful. Oh, and, my and those goodness. those powerful denim leisure suits he wore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He I really think you should bring back suit. leisure suits. Well, I'm surprised they haven't come back yet. He set the standard for what was uh, fashion back then. He also he also rolled the bell bottom jeans, too. I mean, nobody said fashion like Lee Majors. Now, did you like him, Diggs, better as Colt Seavers or Lee Majors? Two of his top roles. I don't even know what else he's done. Well, no, I take that back. He was in uh, his, one of his early roles was uh, Jared, I think was his name, in The Big Valley. Yeah, very good. Deep pull. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Powerful. With, Lin- with Linda Evans. Yes. Uh, which is funny. That was back probably 50s, 60s. Who thought Linda Evans and Steve Majors would both have huge roles on 70s and 80s programs? I mean, their longevity lasted quite some time but who'd you like better lee majors or colt beavers well i mean it's two different things but i i did enjoy the six million dollar man and because you know the internet is always watching you and listening mm-hmm. all of a sudden i accidentally got all these uh six million dollar man suggestions in my youtube so i was watching tons of uh six million dollar man yesterday oh like just little snippets of past episodes yeah Different. You had to watch. You watched one where he where he battles Bigfoot. That's oh, that's cool. classic. Yeah, but I watched. They had really bad ones. It, it was kind of, he ended up being a lumberjack. I didn't, I didn't see the setup for it, but he was in the woods and 
he had to get a job as a lumberjack and the head lumberjack guy was a jerk and was sabotaging them. And he said, go up, climb up that tree, get all the way up there and chop down the top 15 feet of it. So he goes up there and then the, the evil lumberjack guy loosens the, the chain on his chainsaw. So then he can't cut it all the way through, but then he uses this powerful bionic hand to jam, jam a wedge in there and knocks the tree off. Yeah, he always was put in those perilous situations where he had to come in and be the um, kind of the hero, save all these people, these average people from some. That was a, kind of the theme of that movie. Um, he got his powers, not natural, but he was the good guy overall. Kind of a just a hero type guy, <laughs> for lack of any better word. Yeah. But that... did you did you ever have any of his action figures or anything like that? No, I remember them. I, if I had them, I uh, definitely don't have them. I remember, I mean, still have them. Maskatron was cool, I thought. I, um, as you know, I'm a professional collector. Um, and you still haven't taken pictures for Instagram? No, I haven't. But my one of my most famous collections, I love collecting pennies. And you've probably seen them. It's on every convenience store counter throughout the world. You'll see a collection of my pennies. <laughs> Um, no, huh? No laugh eggs, no soundtrack. You laugh. literally have the dumbest jokes I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Come on. People love that stuff. No, they really don't. $6 million man. I had the action figure. Um, I also had the evil Knievel too. Who was better back then? Who's more popular? They kind of ran the same circle. Evil Knievel even got kind of a couple of uh, movies about he'd save the world too, but he didn't have the capabilities like Lee Majors did. But I'm going to tell you something, Dave. As a collector right now, very difficult to find Lee Major stuff. I've been looking. I found a game one, the $6 million board game. But I wasn't, I was kind of like, nah, not so much for that. You know, I'm, I want action figures. I want um, uh, his, his boss. What was his boss's name? Goldman. Uh, Steve Goldman, wasn't it? No, Steve Austin. Help me out here, Diggs. His boss's name was Oscar Goldman. Now you were talking about evil Knievel. Didn't you go to like his, uh, didn't he have like a museum? I did. Dags. And that's the beauty with when you take a vacation and, and don't use a plane. Um, you get to experience what America has out there for you. We would have never found this place if we were, if we were flying, but it's located in Topeka, Kansas. And it really took me back to my days as a youth. When I, because I had a lot of evil Knievel stuff. I had a stunt, uh, the um, stunt bike. I had the evil Knievel action figure. I had the actual evil Knievel. Um, there's actually a name for it, but of course, my memory always forgets stuff. But the, the, the vehicle that he transported everything, getting from point A to point B, evil Knievel step van or whatever you want to call that thing, they actually had that. That's how the evil Knievel. You want to hear all this, Dags? Or am sure, I too... tell the tell the fans. Uh, well, Evo, your Evo retro. Knievel, they there was two of the people who owned this museum were huge Evil Knievel fans, so they were collecting his stuff for years. And they show this compilation of what they have, and they have pinball machines, uh, things you didn't even know Evil Knievel had or, or or could imagine are out there are out there, and they have it on this display. But they actually found his vehicle that he used that truck that infamous truck to get from point a to point b they found it in a junkyard and being huge evil knievel fans they said this isn't right 
So they pulled it out. They bought this thing for 25 bucks, pull it out of the junkyard, and then it sits, of course, for years. But the ultimate goal is let's get this thing back to pristine condition the way it was when Evil Knievel had it. And so over time and money and effort, they were able to do that. And so they decided, you know, with everything we have, including this stunt band thing, let's create a, um, let's share this with everybody and create a, uh, a museum. And if you're an Evil Knievel fan, as I am, you'll enjoy it. They actually have this little interactive thing, too, where you actually get on a motorcycle and then you put the uh, goggles on and it uh, feels like you're jumping over 16 police cars. Pretty cool. Um, now, was he really evil? No, but you know how that came to be? Um, he, he, actually, he was. Evil Knievel was a pretty evil guy. He got into a lot of trouble. Um, there was a person that wrote a book about him that was full of lies, what Evil Knievel said was lies. He got on a plane, tried to find this guy, and did, and beat the crap out of him. Um, but when he was arrested as a youth, he was in a jail cell with a guy by the name of Knoffel. Well, the police officers used to call him Awful Knoffel because he was arrested so many times. Evil Knievel really liked how that sounded and he wanted a nickname. So he said Knievel, Knievel, Evil Knievel. But he didn't want to be known as a sinister evil, so he actually changed the spelling of it. If you'll notice, Evil Knievel is actually spelled E-V-E-L not E-V-I-L. So from meeting awful Knoffel, we have evil Knievel. And of course, the historic things that he's done with his uh, motorcycle. Now, what if he was a serial killer? Then evil Knievel would be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Well, you'd have to spell it differently. He'd travel to town to town on his bike. Uh Uh-huh. And, you know, there's also the... He'd have a sidecar, and he'd chop up the body and throw it in a sidecar. God, you're getting twisted, day. We're trying to talk twisted metal, time. powerful video game, one of my favorites. One final thing about evil, evil is um, they say that he broke every bone in his body. You've always heard that. That's not true. He actually broke. They say I think there's 120 bones in your body. Oh, I think it's more like 206. Well, whatever it is. Okay, I didn't know you were such a bone expert. You know. Um, but he only broke like 40 different bones, but he broke them multiple times to meet that number of what all the bones comprise. So that's why they say he broke every bone in his body. He really didn't. Okay. So anyway. Um, Have you ever people. broken a bone? I'm trying to think. I broke a knuckle once, twisted ankles. But no, I have never... I never have. How about you? Have you ever? I've broken a lot of things with my bone, a lot of damage. Now, Johnny Rage, I had an idea for a business. Not a business. Okay. I have an idea. Well, it's, you know how they have bird baths? Okay. How about a bird bidet? What do you think? Do you think people would buy that? You know, there's some people that love their pets and love birds. I wouldn't be shocked if you had a very small, small percentage of people. But how would you train? the bird to use the bird bidet i don't know and i also i know you're always looking for money because i was wondering do you know what the starting salary for a boob job is the starting salary 
Yeah, see, I can do jokes too, Johnny Rage. Now, Johnny Rage, you enjoyed a movie. Tell the fans a flock of Amish about the movie you enjoyed. Yes. Um, I saw The Meg. Um, definitely been out for a while. Um, but it's one that was on my list. I told you this in the past, Dags, that I kind of rank movies as to what's worthy of going to the movie theater, what's worthy of renting it at the Redbox, and what's worthy of just waiting for it to come out on the Netflix. That's where I felt this, this wasn't when I saw the promotion for this, I thought, yeah, that's, that's not, that's more of a Netflix type thing. Well, I, I think more of like sci-fi, like the Sharknado. What do you mean? Like a horrible movie that would be on like some sci-fi channel. Well, no, I'm just telling you about my ranking system. I don't care how good or bad a movie is. You know, when a movie comes out, how do I determine where I'm going to watch it? Is it movie theater worthy? Is it wait till it hits Redbox, or do you wait till it comes out to Netflix? Because there's definitely a time period that that's going to happen. This was a Netflix type thing. What I'm saying, I, I didn't feel the need to go see it in the movie theater. Um, do you know much about it? No, tell the fans. Typical shark movie been done before. I thought it closely resembled Jaws, of course. Uh, one of the greatest stories ever told about a shark. We're going to need a bigger boat. One of the best lines probably in cinema, cinema history. Um, basically, the Megalodon is a prehistoric giant shark that doesn't exist. Well, this group of divers finds this layer, this cloud layer, which they originally thought was the bottom of the ocean. They now had technology to see. They had suspicions that that really wasn't the deepest point in the ocean, that it was a cloud. Well, over time and, and money from a billionaire who assists them to, to make this discovery, they find out it really was a cloud, so they submerge themselves into this cloud and find out, hey, this ocean goes even deeper. Well, what they've actually done is entered the home of this megalodon, this prehistoric shark. And when the first group goes down there, the shark starts attacking. And, of course, they go down there, they have to be saved, and they are saved, but when they leave that cloud they open it up for the megalodon to escape and now of course it wreaks havoc with um the current world uh it, it um so it has to be stopped and they have to chase the shark around and of course they have to get a guy who back in the day was an expert but you know had enough and so he went off on his own and became a drunk a stereotypical scenario where they got to go pull this guy out of retirement to help him. He's the only one that can help him because he's got the expertise. <laughs> he's retired. I know. I love that. <laughs> and the one guy's like, no, we're not calling him in. We've got no choice. Who else can do we, who else can do this for us? Anybody but him. We don't have anybody, you know? And so they had the, he's talked into it and they go find him. He's retired. He says, hell no, I'm not coming back. And then of course they dangle candy in front of him. It was actually his ex-wife who was trapped, submersed uh, down in the, depths of the sea but he agrees to come back and save her and then one thing leads to another and then you've got pretty much a typical shark on a loose story but the difference between this and jaws was this shark is about 10 times the size as the shark on jaws was um and so they pursue this thing it wreaks havoc um the billionaire was the guy from the office um 
not Travinsky or Travisky, but the other guy who wore the glasses. Um, you know me, Dags. I'm not good with names. No, that's fine. Go that's ahead. fine. We'll just we'll insert that at a different time. Um, it was entertaining. Um, I'm not going to say what happens, but I know it's been out for a while, but some people might still want to take the opportunity to go see it or, or at least get it off of Netflix or wherever, uh, Red Tube. But your um, typical shark story, uh, people get chomped up and die. But again, this is like the biggest shark you've ever witnessed. So that's what makes it kind of cooler than even Jaws. And Jaws was a phenomenal movie. I don't know how you could redo a, a, a shark movie. But they did with Megalodon, you know. Um, oh, they've done a ton of them. Yeah, no, they're, they're, you can't swing a dead cat without finding a, uh, a shark movie of some kind. Now, how did but, Jason uh, Statham do? Hmm? How did Jason Statham do? Powerful actor. Which one is he? Oh, my goodness. The bald guy? Oh, yeah, he kind of looks like you in a way. He's a good-looking right? man. Yeah, uh, he did a great job. I, I enjoy him. I've seen him in a couple of movies. Yeah, he's done a couple uh, movies. Yeah, he uh he's a good actor. He um he's the, the the tough guy. He's the guy that they had to chase out of retirement. Um he does a good job. Um the movie was done done well. They they've got some the special effects kind of cheesy at times with the big the big uh uh some of the explosions. Um, when the fish attack, you could tell it was kind of cartoony in some instances, but for the, for the, for overall, they did it done pretty well. Now, do you, did they use a, a real Megalodon for filming? Uh, no, they couldn't because they don't exist. My good friend. Mm. You're trying to trip me up, aren't you? <laughs> well, I don't know. They may have, uh, they interlaced the CGI. Yeah. No, the Megalodon is long gone. However, I was reading last week that somebody feel Somebody thinks they found a megalodon tooth on some beach. Tooth. And I don't know if they were using their, uh, what do you call that, metal detector? Um, an enthusiast. The, the bone detector, you mean? The bone detector. They were looking for quarters, and they stumbled upon when they were digging a megalodon tooth. That's pretty cool if that's really what that is. That's worth some dull. Being a collector... I don't care what it is. If it's worth dough, that's cool. So well, you're not about collecting for collecting's sake. You, you just want the Benjamins. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. Um, no, that's not true. I, I like to collect things. Collections usually begin with everybody's childhood. They always are drawn to things that they had when they were kids. So that's where collecting starts. And then depending upon the level that you get into, it goes out from there and then you start going older or even newer. But no, I really enjoy the, the things that I purchased. I, I hate that when people collect things and then they put it in a box and store it. If I buy something, it's because it's visually appealing to me and I get gratification just looking at it. So I like to have anything that I buy out or actually being used at my house. That's how I treat collectible. Okay. Um, well, that's it with comic books. Like I used to collect comic books when I was a kid and to collect them, they have to be in pristine condition. They have to be in plastic. They have to be in acid proof cardboard backers. So you're right. You can't even read them. So what the nerds would do, I think they'd buy two copies, read one and then save the other one. Uh-huh. 
But you're right. Yeah. Also, I see online these gamers, like retro gamers, they have these huge game rooms. And when does it reach a point where it's not a game room, it's just a warehouse? Right. And these rich guys buy everything. And, and am I supposed to be impressed? Right. Well, you know, I, a couple of friends that I have that are collectors, it makes no sense to me. Collecting really becomes an addiction. It really does. And a lot of times it becomes borders hoarding. Well, that's well. what, I, yeah, I was going to, I was going to ask you about that because you reach a point where you collect so much that it becomes hoarding. And then like we were talking about American pickers, you see the poor guys, they're always walking with canes and they're all bent over and they're, they just have to make paths to get through all this uh-huh. junk. And then half the time they don't even know. It, and then the guy digs it out and like, Oh, I can't get rid of that. Cause you have anxiety <laughs> yeah, yeah. of getting rid of something that you've never yeah. seen. Yeah. I never, I never quite understood that level of, to me, that's not collecting, that's hoarding, and that's just, um, if, if there's that old Chinese proverb or whatever it is, if you're, if you, to determine if you want to get rid of something, you have to hold it in your hand for a minute, and if it doesn't give you pleasure or joy, throw it out. Have you heard that? I'll um, say it once again. There's a Chinese proverb or a, a, a saying that when you're determining what to throw out, throw away when you're cleaning your house doing some spring cleanup or when you're collecting you're supposed to hold it in your hand for a minute and if it doesn't give you joy or pleasure you're supposed to throw it out okay? so i was just thinking about trying to pick you up trying to pick me up yeah. and see if i give you joy and pleasure yeah. <laughs> okay um that but that's how people with picking they they get the joy and the pleasure it's more so the purchase for them some people then what happens to it after they don't care, but they found this rare piece and come hell or high water, they want to get it. And they want to get it for their price. So the thrill is finding it and getting it the for hunt. their price. Exactly the hunt. And then they stow it away and never see it again, but they need to feed that hunt. So they go back again. And that's when it becomes more hoarding than anything else. So where are you on that spectrum? I'm a collector. To me, a collector is somebody who collects things that they like to, that you can you if i can't use it or stare at it on a daily basis i don't want it i'm not going to purchase something just to stow it away and never see it again i like to find mid-century furniture or lamps or toys that i can use or have on display i don't want to stow anything away so that's what i am a user a repurposer so do you have a display room a man cave where you have all I this do. set up? I do. It's in my basement. Um, it could probably use a little fine tuning and maybe a little bit of dusting and rearranging. But at any moment in my room in the basement, I can look to my left or right over these things that I've collected. And again, I don't want to make it sound like I've got hundreds. I don't. I deliberately don't. I don't want to be engulfed by the hobby. You know, I want to control the hobby. So I like vintage lamps that, that I can use. I mean, that's collecting and you're also using it. You need a lamp anyway. Why not find something? Do you collect manly things also? Mm-hmm. Brewmania. I like beer stuff. Um, now, you, you, used know, to be into, you used to be into golf. Do you still have all the old golf balls? Uh, they're replicas, but I do. I have some golf stuff. There's a ton of golf stuff out there, too. Um, golf stuff, typically, fairly inexpensive uh, to get it. It's, you know, brand new golf clubs will be 1200 bucks. And a year later, you'll try to sell them. You're like, you can get a hundred and a half for them. They drop dramatically. And then all the collectible stuff, there's so much of that stuff 
the value of something is based on how many were made. Um, and there's a lot of, when it comes to golf, there was a lot of stuff made. Well, we got the new Avengers movie coming out. I'm going to be seeing that. Uh, grabbing a story here, it says Avengers Endgame is destined to smash box office records this weekend, but it won't surpass $300 million in the U.S. 22nd installment in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 22 movies, wow. Diggs, have you seen all of them? Probably. I'm not convinced. Name right. them for me from 1 to 22 quickly. Um, Wizard of Oz. Good. Megalodon. So Love current it. current industry predictions have the film earning between 260 and 285 million in its debut. That it doesn't shock me. I mean, during show prep, we were talking about there's just no movies right now. And this thing with all the hype it's had easily is going to do that. There's just not what what what's it competing against? Nothing. Yeah, but th- that doesn't mean anything. That people still have to go out and see a movie. But they will because it's got such a huge following. And people remember we were talking so we about got the, uh, there's uh Shazam still out, Hellboy, Missing Link, Dumbo. Well, that Dumbo really tanked, didn't it? Did you see it? Yeah, I didn't, but it does look like it. That, now, see, I told you why I ranked those movies. To me, that would be kind of a red box movie. I would I would have thought I didn't see it, but I I plan on seeing it at some point. And then they put it in different. You know how many movie theaters it opens in? Right. So it says here. Star Wars: The Force Awakens would be a higher profit average, fifty nine thousand nine hundred per theater in twenty fifteen. That played in four thousand one hundred locations, and then took in two hundred and forty seven million in its first weekend. Wow! What's it? Does it say what it costs to produce that thing, though? What's that? That's what did it cost to make it? What Star Wars? Yeah. Uh, I don't have the number right in front of me. But I mean. Thanks to CGI, though, these movies can be so much more profitable. I mean, you don't have to physically blow up some old warehouse anymore. You can just, or, or find some old German castle to blow it up for whatever movie it might be. Yeah, but you, you have to all hire all those people. It's a lot of work. Yeah, but it's, 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 so you're trying to tell me you think blowing up an actual building. Well, they never, what building do they blow up? I mean. Well, any movie. What do you mean, what building do they blow up? Every movie, there's a building that blows up. I mean, Dumbo probably had a building that blew up in it. That's kind of standard issue Hollywood stuff. So, so you plan on seeing it, Dags? Of course. Yeah, we're hope we're hoping the Hulk is not a bitch in this one because he got his ass kicked by Thanos. And we did see uh, Captain Marvel. I wasn't a fan of that. So hopefully, she is not the hero of this. Really? So, what would you like to see in a perfect setting? How would you like to see this thing unfold? Well, I mean, it's weird. Thanos is this, you know, dude from another galaxy, another universe, whatever, versus, you know, they have characters like Spider-Man. So you have all these different heroes at different levels of strength and powers. So it's kind of not fair. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. We'll see what happens, but it's going to be cool. Would you say this is the mo- one of the most highly anticipated movies that come out in a long period of time? Oh, yeah. What's another movie you can think of? Well, great point. I, I, probably the last one. I mean, it, it's it's brilliant. You know, they set it up, like I said, 22 different movies. Right. I mean, the marketing of Disney is, you can't argue with that. But how much longer do you think 
how much more can it withstand? I mean, even when comic books were popular, they reached a point where they were almost bankrupt. Does this have, what's its staying power, do you think? Well, that's the question. We'll see what happens after this movie. If people will continue, I mean, they're going to bring in the X-Men. You know, Fantastic Four, I'm sure, will reboot again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so we'll see. And the new mutants. Yeah. And then there's Game of Thrones. Yes. Which is big. powerful. Tell me about it. You're a big, you're a big GOTer. Is that what we call you? Got. Got. It's like goat. Greatest of Got. all time. No, so we're on um, last season. We're on episode two. Mm-hmm. Trying no spoiler alerts, but uh, some people said the last couple of episodes were kind of boring. Mm-hmm. But we are building to the ultimate battle. It's going to be cool. All the characters, everything's coming together. So you you like the slow burn because you feel like the payoff is going to be worth it. So it doesn't bother you that I've heard the same thing the first two episodes. Uh, kind of disappointing. People are expecting this last year for a lot of sugar to go down. Um, so far, episode one, episode two, pretty anticlimactic. Well, you have to set everything up. And I mean, all the characters are coming together. All these different kingdoms are coming together to fight the evil. So not every episode has to have a ton of stuff going on. There is some stuff going on. Some people are a little upset, concerned about. But it's it's going to be cool. You're saying the next episode is going to be cool? Or are you talking about the full series as we go from this point forward? Well, the next episode. I mean, it's cool how it's it's all coming together. You know, you got to build suspense. You got to build, you know, to a crescendo. Uh-huh. Now, Johnny Rage is still not watched the show, even I, though I, he has access. That's, Diggs, that's not true, Diggs. I did watch bits and pieces of it. Um, we we, we about want it. you to watch the show. Watch the entire show. Uh-huh. You know, it's hugely popular and i love movies so you think that would be right up my alley there's something i don't know if it's i just want to be um a rebel and be one of the few not to like it but there's just something about that i see the hype for it i see commercials for it and I, I just, I just can't get on board with that one. I, I don't know. Do I have? Do I seek help? Well, I don't understand why you can't watch it. It, it the 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 mid the medieval time thing doesn't do anything for me. It's kind of like the um, we have it here locally, the Renaissance Fair. I'll kind of I, I just zero desire to go visit that time period. Um. But again, I have heard people with a very similar story, like mine, who force themselves to watch it and then they can't get enough of it. So I did watch uh, bits and pieces. I have watched it and I'm going to make a legitimate attempt. Yeah, you have to actually watch the show. You can't watch bits and pieces. You can't be distracted because there's so Mm -hmm. many different characters and they're building the story. So you have to watch it and then you watch how it changes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no. I, did you I watch? Did, did you like Lord of the Rings? Um, too long in my book. Um, it was it was just okay. Just okay. And what I what I find out about that isn't Lord of the Rings. Wasn't that one book turned into three movies? I couldn't imagine reading a book that long. Well, we know you can't read. No, I have no problem reading. I just can't read something that would be, I mean, when you have one movie that's three hours plus, and that's only a part of the book, that'd be a tough read. Were you a Lord of the Rings fan? I didn't read the books. I wouldn't say I'm a fan, but I enjoyed the movies. Did you ever read any book other than, do you remember the Sesame Street one? There's a monster at the end of the book. Was there? Was it frightening? It was horribly frightening. Turned out, uh, he thought it was going to be this monster at the end of the book, but it turned out it was just Grover. And Grover's the one that's actually talking during the book, and he hears that there's a monster. You remember that book, right? Grover is technically a monster. He is a monster, but he's a a mild monster. He's a nice monster. Mm. Today, boys and girls, new info. Yeah. Now that, his... that kind of you did a cross. That's kind of your Kermit the Frog voice. Mm. Yeah. Well, or that when that when you do that, you can do everything. Yeah, you can. It's just a universal. Yeah, yeah, it's powerful. I mean, you can do Yoda. Help me, I will. You know, it's all the same. Thinking of which, Dag, um, Archie Bunker, the sitcom. You remember that well. Yes, Woody Harrelson. Like, yeah, did you hear that they're going to bring that back? And and what I like about this is they're not doing a reboot. They're just going to bring it back for one episode. I believe is what they're going to do, and they're going to try. It's going to be live. Is it going to be live? Yes. Okay. Um, that and the Jeffersons too. Um, that should be interesting. So I'm I'm assuming it's going to be more than a than a half hour like the actual sitcom was. Now, do you think that's going to work? I think it depends how they do it. Um, if they have to be politically correct because of today's day and age, no, it won't. That wasn't the movie. Uh, so I will give them that warning. If they call TV me. show, not a movie. Or TV show, sorry. Um, I don't think it'll work if they have to keep it politically correct, if they can keep it in the spirit of what it was intended to be. Um, I didn't read deep enough. Maybe you did. Are they making new episodes or are they just recreating old ep- an old episode? That's a good question. I don't know. But the original was great. Right. It's iconic. And then, of course, the spinoff from that was the Jeffersons. How many spinoffs can you remember? From... There was the Jeffersons. What mm-hmm. else? The maid had one. Remember the uh, the maid from the Jeffersons? She had her own program. And what was she? that? Um, boy, you're testing me, aren't you? Here, my my Diet Coke confused mind. Yes. Can't think. Well, you, you, I know you don't. You don't even know what it was. So there's Maud. That wasn't Maud. No, I'm telling like, you I spinoffs. Mean, there's Maud. Okay. Go ahead. okay. The Jeffersons. They had uh two two seven. They had uh mods. Um was went to good times. Esther Roll, powerful her powerful role, Esther Roll. So they had Gosh, a lot of spin offs. Yeah. 
What a great sitcom good time. Damn, damn, damn. Keeping your head above water. Um, yeah, that was the episode when you said damn, damn, damn. That's when the husband died. And she went, and they were all worried that she wasn't showing any feelings whatsoever. Yeah, she was internalizing it. Exactly. But then she went to reach for the punch bowl on top of the refrigerator and she dropped it. And everybody's like, oh. and that's when she says, damn, damn, damn. You know. And, Powerful. Uh, that's, yeah. Great, great uh, sitcom. What, what did you like better, Jefferson's or Good Times? Oh, you can't even compare the two. Good Times, way better. Yeah. Um, however, Jefferson's was had its moments. Pretty funny. They tackled the issue of the, um, you know, the next door neighbor couple. Um, Jefferson would have, uh, George Jefferson. Do you remember what his uh, line of work was, Diggs? Yes. Powerful what laundry. Was it? What? He was in the laundry business. Yes, he was. Dry cleaning, actually. Yeah. Different. What's that? So, dry, he was a dry cleaner. Yeah. And yeah. then you had. Oh, interesting. What, and can you see? I, I always thought Woody Harrelson, he does a really good, he's a good actor. But can you see him pulling this role off? Doesn't he, does he seem like a good fit for Archie Bunker? No, I think he can do it. Natural Born well, Killers. Do you remember that? What's that? Natural Born Killers. Yeah. How do you think he did in that? Good. But he wasn't portraying an iconic figure like Archie Bunker in that song. Well, I'm saying he has the range. I mean, it went from, you know, goofy bartender to evil killer to uh, the highwayman when I saw him there. He was kind of like a country bumpkin, but he was a cop. I think the he can do it. Jump. What's that? The white man can't jump to the hunger Exactly, beings. yeah. Yeah. No, he's got the range, but when I think of Archie Bunker, if you want to typecast somebody, Woody Harrelson would be like the farthest from my mind. I'm not saying he can't, and I think that's going to be a big part of its success. Well, is, is he, he doing an interpretation, or is he supposed to... Is he doing an impersonation? The world may never know. Who would you pick I, as an actor? Because we all know you can recall actors instantaneously. Who would I pick for an actor to play him? Carol O'Connor, yeah. Archie Bunker. Boy, Diggs, you're putting me on the, the spot here. I'd have to think on that one. Well, um, you think about that, Johnny Rage. Johnny Rage, did you have a good time tonight on this most powerful podcast ever created? The Amish Baby good, Machine podcast? I didn't have a good time. I had a good time, anytime, you need a payment, good times. Yes, okay, the best. He was a powerful painter, too. Mm-hmm. JJ. Yes. Dynamite! All right, friends, and until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine podcast. Thank you for listening to the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. It is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else fine podcasts are found. Please support our podcast through Patreon and shop our merch at AmishBabyMachine.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production.